folks, and welcome back to another episode of Creating Change. My name is Jillian Walsh. I'm a registered dietitian as well as a registered psychotherapist qualifying here in Canada. And you might recognize that we are in a different space right now. So I actually took a couple of months off from recording so that we could do a cross-country move and start setting up our new office in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. Change Creates Change Atlantic is going to service all folks of the Atlantic provinces here in Canada. So that includes Newfoundland, Labrador, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and Prince Edward Island. I wanted you folks to know that right here so that you can jump on the opportunity to book in with us whenever you feel like you're ready to do so. Now, without further ado, let's get into the teaching piece of our Creating Change episode today. So it's into the fall of 2021 right now, and we are still dealing with a global pandemic. I know I'm absolutely shocked too. I thought for sure we'd be through this by now, but unfortunately it looks like we're getting into another wave of COVID-19. So now we have a little bit more research coming out to see what the impact of COVID-19 is and has been on the development and the maintenance of eating disorders. So. I'm sure you folks can see in the media, in the news headings, if you work in the hospital system, eating disorders are absolutely on the rise. We see this, the statistics are showing that we're absolutely seeing an uptick. So why, why might that be? Some of the research is suggesting that it is linked to the social isolation and perhaps the change in routines. As you know, many of us had to shelter in place for months, if not over a year. Of course, that's gonna have an impact on everyone's mental health. For folks that were already susceptible to an eating disorder, it kind of added gas to a fire, which is really, really unfortunate. And we're absolutely seeing that in the increase in numbers today. Now, the other thing that we're wondering, and the research is also investigating this, is is there been or has there been an impact of social media on the development of eating disorders recently? I'm sure like many, many other folks, you perhaps turned into your phone or to your computer more often when you were sheltering in place. As lockdowns persisted, most of us, if not all of us, really spent a lot more time on social media and on our electronics in general. Of course, right? How else could we go about our daily activities of living? Now, the tricky thing is, is that this also correlated with an increase in popularity of certain social media apps, specifically ones which focus on social networking and influencing. Perhaps you know the ones that I'm talking about. With that, I actually did a little bit of an experiment myself and tried to go down that deep dark hole of eating disorders and perhaps motivation for maintaining eating disorders on various social media channels. Now, I don't wanna get into that too much, but do note that there has been a significant increase of social media use and perhaps correlating to the increase in eating disorders. We don't have any hard evidence yet, but it's quite suggestive that there's a link there. So what does this mean? For eating disorder care, we're seeing a major, major impact on the public healthcare system here in Canada. Because the numbers have gone up astronomically, most places, especially folks in the public healthcare system, were not expecting this. We weren't prepared for that. Further, the public system is dealing with a global pandemic. 
So often what had happened over the past 18 to 19, 20 months, public healthcare systems had to displace their eating disorder teams or actually temporarily close eating disorder programs. This meant that we had a perfect storm where the demand increased, but the services decreased. Now, I know that the public health care system is working very hard to correct this, and my heart goes out to all those folks on the front line that have been dealing with the global pandemic in person for the past 18 to 20 months. I can only imagine how stressful that has been, and I recognize I am so privileged to be able to continue my work from behind a camera, from behind a screen, and protect myself from the global pandemic. Now, with that impact on the public health care system, we saw wait times get really, really extended. So today I wanna to focus on what you can do to help further along eating disorder recovery, either for yourself or for a loved one from your home. One of the cool things is that with COVID-19, there was a big push for infrastructure to really shift to telehealth. What that means is that eating disorder care is easier to access now more than ever. Most services are being delivered virtually, both in the public and the private systems. And so folks living with eating disorders are able to continue their eating disorder treatment from the comfort of their own home. However, if you're unable to access either eating disorder treatment in the public or the private system, there's things that you can do right now from home. I'm gonna give you four of those today in the video, and there's many more going to be outlined on our blog over on the website. I'll actually link to that blog post in the description below. So how to take care of yourself right now in eating disorder recovery while we're sheltering in place for the global pandemic. One, you can do some self-reflection if that's available to you. Perhaps doing some journaling, doing some self-reflective activities that is pen to paper to get the thoughts out of the brain and into the environment that can be really, really helpful, especially when we're trying to tease out eating disorder brain from well brain. Number two, we can pick up a new activity or hobby, particularly ones that are repetitive in nature. Some of my favorites are coloring and knitting because it can be very, very repetitive, almost mindless, and it can help our brain wander into a space where we can be more reflective. Now, depending on where you are in your recovery, this could be a positive or a negative. So consider that before you pick up a new activity or hobby. Third, we can actually listen to guided meditations to help us be more mindful and again, be more self-reflective when we are pursuing eating disorder recovery. And fourth, we can actively try and disengage with social media and reduce the amount of time we're spending on those accounts each day. If you can, try and step away from the screens and out into nature at least once a day. Now I get it, that's easier said than done, especially as we get into the winter months. But we wanted to give you a few tangible things that you can do right now to help make the steps into eating disorder recovery. This is not eating disorder treatment, but it may help you feel a little bit more grounded while you're trying to find the treatment that you need. Now remember, there's many more tips over on our blog post. I had to keep this video a little bit short, so there's lots of more information over there. I encourage you to go check it out and have a read. We always check our comments, so feel free to comment below if you have any questions or any requests for next video. 
And finally, if you're looking for more information, we have tons of free resources on our website, www.changecreateschange.com. We also do free webinars once a month. So if you're looking for more information, that's a whole hour to an hour and a half with live question and answers where you can bring your questions and have me answer them. That happens every month. So keep an eye on our website and you can actually get reminders if you sign up for our newsletter. All right, folks, thank you so much for being here and for being so kind and giving me grace while I was absent over the past couple of months. I hope you are able to pull something from this that is helpful, and I'll see you again next week for another episode of Creating Change. Bye for now.